Yeah, I'm going to start. Welcome to Chatter Today, the podcast for small streamers. My name is Dave underscore Loudon, and I'm suffering from crippling depression. And you're listening to episode number four of my podcast, where each week I introduce you to new and awesome small streamers. Uh, We talk about their channel, who they are as a person, and some different game news throughout the past week. If you're watching this live on twitch.tv slash Dave underscore Loudon, you're freaking awesome. But don't forget, we're also on YouTube, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. Today, we want to welcome back for our first repeat guest making history on my podcast, Wolf X Live. What is up, my guy? How you doing? Going on, everybody. Doing good, Dave. Thanks for having good. me. Good. I appreciate it. Good. Oh yeah, man. I'm. 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 Uh, so. So here's the story behind this. We are switching. So Chatterday is going to be no more. And and I know you're like, what? Chatterday no more? I listen to this every week because I'm so dedicated. That's that's probably not true. But anyways, um. <laughs> I am going to be. I'm started working on the graphics um, and everything to switch my pod, my stream over to. It's going to be called uh, the Small Streamer Spot, <laughs> Small Streamers Pod. So it's going to be a similar format. Um, it's going to be, uh, but the 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 big difference is going to be. I will still have new streamers on as I see fit, but I want to rotate in um, some of the better guests that I've had um, throughout the past. You know. 24 episodes um try and get you know some more familiar faces in here kind of figure out who you guys like um and just you know kind of get more consistency on my podcast um as far as hosts because it's been i I think the biggest challenge with chatterday that i found is that it is hard to find streamers that are always like on point and always super fun to listen to and stuff and it's interesting to uh, talk to new people every week. That is something that I still intend to do is talk to new people. But um, I want to actually get some consistency with guest hosts. So um, I'm sure Wolf will be on here again. Um, actually, I, he better be or I will befriend him. Defriend? Because be, befriend is to make a friend. Defriend is to... Yeah. Unfriend. unfriend. I will unfriend him. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> and we'll have we'll get some other guests on here. I know some other people have shown some interest on on coming in and being a little bit more, you know, maybe like once a month, once every two months. So I and and then we'll also have, you know, new people on as as they approach me and want to become part of it. But um, yeah, so I'm just trying to, to shake up the format a little bit and see what we can do to make it new. So, yeah, look for that. Uh, I might do one more Chatterday episode. Um, but within the next probably um, month, it's going to be switching over to the small streamers pod and everything's going to flip and I'm probably going to take off all the old episodes of Chatterday. I'll archive them on YouTube if you're still interested in seeing them, but um, all the old episodes from the Chatterday on like SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts will be reverted or will be inverted. I can't talk this morning apparently. So um, anyways, yeah, I don't, I don't know why I just, uh, uh, it's going to be a rough one, I can already tell. So let's uh, let's hear from Wolf over here. Wolf has been uh, had a very exciting journey since we've last talked to him. So let's. why don't we start with you? How are you doing, friend? Uh, doing as best as I can, honestly. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. How's the, uh, how's the full-time streaming going? Uh, well, it's it's going about as expected as, you know, I was doing part-time. So, um, yeah. I mean, obviously, you got to, you know, you got to build it up. You got to, I do need to post more on other sites, you know, like TikTok, your YouTube, stuff yeah. like that. Uh, he's a tad quiet, to be honest. Yeah, I'm actually going to be fixing that real quick. Pardon. Roger, Dodger. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna crank your volume up, my guy. Ooh, yes. We'll go 200. How about now? Is that better, Penguin? Shakalaka. Do you have a volume on your end? You could turn up just a slight bit, because I'll be up all the way, and it's still a little bit quiet. Uh, let me see... Like a microphone volume. Uh, voice video output microphone. No, my microphone's all the way up. Is that better? Oh, it's perfect now. Okay, perfect. So we're good. We're good. We got okay. it. We got it. We got it. We got cool it. Beans. Back to. Oh, sorry for that disruption. All right. Uh, back at it. So yeah, how's uh full time streaming going? Um, I mean, it's going great. It's exactly what I want to do. Um, it's not paying the bills yet. So mm-hmm. hopefully we can get to that point where it does. But yeah. uh, uh, I mean, that's going to take a lot of work. Um, a lot of time. 
Um, so in the meantime, like I was laid off from my last job, which is allowing me to do this full-time streaming. Yeah. Um, so I'm still looking for a full-time job still until something happens with this, but yeah. uh, I am working on trying to build the stream up, trying to um, basically bring a positive uh, place for anybody to come in and uh, chat with me or whether it be Valorant tried to make that place of that game a better place for people to just come and enjoy a positive game or um, even Tarkov uh, just because like Tarkov it's not really a toxic community believe it or not um, for streamer wise there are a lot of players out there that are kind of toxic but well, luckily kind of I've um, <laughs> I mean, really? Um, no, that's Call of Duty. <laughs> Call of Duty's the toxicity, not Tarkov, not. <laughs> but um, but no, I've had a lot of people come from uh the people that I've I've killed in Tarkov or people that have killed me in Tarkov that have come by the stream and talked to me and everything like that. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's been it's been fantastic. Um, I've really been enjoying the uh the climb and the the grind for it. So, are you are you uh, noticing an uptick in numbers? Um, I think I'm starting to average about 10 viewers, which is about, like, that's I was good. averaging anywhere between 10, uh, 7 and 10 viewers a stream, so. So you're noticing that uptick, that's awesome. Um, so, you mentioned to me a little bit about, um, switching games and the difference that can make in, um, your, your stream audiences. Tell me, tell me a little bit more about that, because we just briefly touched on it before we got started here. Oh, for sure. Um, so, when I started streaming, I really didn't have a game I was... Like I focused on, I just kind of played whatever I felt like playing, what was ever was hot at the moment, like Warzone, or mm -hmm. I played a little bit of Rainbow Six Siege. Mm -hmm. um, and then in comes Valorant. I was looking forward to Valorant because I was a diehard League of Legends Riot Games fan yeah. for a long time, up until when I got my account permanently banned. We're not going to go into that. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> but anyway, so Valorant came out, and I started playing Valorant, and I was thoroughly enjoying Valorant and I didn't really have a plan with it at the time I was just playing it you know just like when you're streaming when you first start streaming you don't yeah. really have a plan you're just trying it out mm -hmm. trying to figure out what's going to work for you what's going to bring in viewers what's going to bring in followers yeah you're trying to figure it out so Valorant that's what it was I was like I'm just going to play this see if I can get viewers well among doing that I'm I was very, with the voice chat in the game, I was very vocal. I was very happy with everyone. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I'd pop into a game, she's like, hey, guys, how's it going? And, you know, I was like, whoa, what the heck? Like, what's up with this? And um, <laughs> a lot of people would be like, dude, you sound like a like a, like a a newscaster or a radio host or a shoutcaster shout or something like yeah, that. And I was bud. just like, I was just like, oh, okay. They're like, you should definitely try doing something with that. So... It got to a point where a lot of the games when people said I sounded like a shoutcaster, I'd get people be like, dude, when you're dead, can you like shoutcast my place? So I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. So I would. And anytime I yeah. died, like I would like go between a couple of the players and be like, you know, uh, I'd start shoutcasting their their gameplay or whatnot. And they yeah. freaking loved it. Like in a lot That's of the time, awesome. it actually made people play better. It no was kind way. of crazy. Well, the reason why is because a lot of people that are playing ranked in Valorant, all right? Yeah. They're playing ranked because they want to get better at the game. They want to show that they're good at the game, or at least try. Because, like myself, I play I play ranked because I yeah. wanted to attempt at some point to make it to the professional scene. Yeah. And your rank is how you can get there at some point in time. So, to make people feel like they're actually competing in a tournament by being shoutcasted, yeah. it puts like an extra, like, ump, I've really got to do better to play this game now because I'm being shoutcasted right now. Yeah, absolutely. So, I, I can see that. Yeah. It kind of builds that hype in your mind when you're when you're going for it. Oh, for sure. And in a matter of seven months, well, was it seven months? I don't remember when Valorant came out. I'm terrible at things. That's fine. Anyway, uh, in that I'm going to say though, about yeah. six months. I'm going to say about six months. In a matter of six months, I grew over 700 followers. Oh, wow. Just so, the... like, yeah, just from Valorant. Like, Ooh, that was 100 followers awesome. a month on average. It was crazy. Um, And... Now, I also had Tarkov on the background, and I always liked playing Tarkov, but I only played it on the weekends when I was not streaming. Yeah. Because I could not stream it because my hardware would not allow me. Oh, so the... So, yeah, 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 I feel that, I feel that. So about three or four months ago, about three months ago, I would say, I finally was up able to upgrade my RAM in my computer, which was the one thing that was holding me back from playing Tarkov smoothly. Okay. So I upgraded it to 32 gigs instead of 16. Nice. And I could stream Tarkov. Well... I was like, you know what? I'm gonna start streaming Tarkov. See what what what, you know. what kind of uh, video card you got? Or GPU? Oh, uh, it, Nvidia GeForce 1660. 
Oh, okay. So it's not even a super. It's just a normal. Oh, okay, a that's why. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking to myself because I've like I've got a uh, I've got a 2060 RTX, and I'm like that could probably do it. But I'm like 16 gigabytes of RAM. Like I was just thinking about like in my head like how how I would compare if I could actually stream Tarkov or not with my setup. Well, Tarkov is a very RAM heavy game. Oh, okay, so you probably need so lots of RAM. You do need yeah. That like RAM you can play it smoothly with 16 gigs of RAM and your video card, but streaming it is where it comes into an issue. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, by the way, so, while, while I'm interrupting you, I want to thank Superstone for the subscription. Thank you so much, my guy. That is six months for him. That is awesome. Welcome to the stream, ooh, dude. Let's get it. I know, dude. Dude, dude. I'll tell you what. I don't have a lot of people who consistently watch me, but the people who do, I fucking love you guys. You know what I mean? Like, it's. It, uh, I have found with my streaming journey, and not to interrupt you with what we're talking about, but with my streaming journey lately, it's more about the friends that I've made and the friends that keep coming back. That's what keeps me going each week. And I just want to give just a shout out to y'all in here, man. You guys are awesome. All right. Anyways, back to you. This isn't about me right now. <laughs> so anyways, um, so yeah, I tried out the Tarkov and I did see a dip in viewership um, because I built my viewership on Valorant because yeah. I couldn't really stream the game I wanted to really play. So yeah. I, I saw a dip in viewership and I actually saw a lot of uh, followers leave. Like I... Before I started Tarkov, I was at like 952 followers or something like mm -hmm. that. And um, I started playing Tarkov, and like I was just a roller coaster. I would see like three followers leave, and the next day I'd gain two or three. Yeah. Next day I'd, I'd gain three or four, then lose four or five. So it was just, it was a up and down, you know, yeah. roller coaster for that. sure. So it's definitely been hard, like, Switching games to going to from one full time streaming game to another full time streaming game, like it definitely affects your following. Um, from when you can actually see it, you know, yeah. Um, like obviously, you have someone who has like a hundred thousand followers, they're not going to see two or three followers. Later, no, they're know? not going to care about that. But <laughs> I mean, those are those aren't small streamers. I think it once you get once you cross that line of you have partner, I think the line for small streamers ends when you're able to make the partner work you know what i mean so once you get to that you're a small streamer up to the point where you get that 75 plus consistent views per stream right and then oh, at that sure. point i feel like that's when you really start becoming an actual streamer right small streamer is really just a term that we small streamers use for amateur streamers right so um but but we well, we still I have mean, fun doing it in the in, in that defense though there are people out there who are not partnered but literally are able to pay their bills doing streaming still so well, they've they've got to have that the outside things though. You know, they've got to have the the YouTube subscriptions. They've got to have you know the TikToks. They've got to have. I mean, to an extent, and I don't like saying this, but the fans only has helped a lot of people as well. So, or OnlyFans has helped a lot of. And it's, I'm not. I mean, like you see a lot of streamers out there. Uh, Amaranth, the biggest biggest streamer on freaking female streamer on on Twitch. She's got an OnlyFans. So it's like. It, they ha it's not just about putting all your eggs in the Twitch basket. It's about going outside of that and getting the sponsors and getting the other streams of revenue and then focusing that in on your stream. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. A hundred percent. And um, that, that's my biggest thing is like video editing is not my strong suit by any means. Mm -hmm. uh, I do not enjoy video editing, which is why I don't post a lot on TikTok and stuff like that. I feel that. So, um, but I did actually what I uh, I did have one TikTok that kind of really blew up on oh, uh, it had like twenty thousand views. Oh, crazy! I was like, That's "What awesome. the heck?" Like yeah. it, was, it was all like for me that was awesome. Like I've got sub a hundred followers on TikTok and everything. Like yeah. to have a to have a video go twenty thousand views to me, I was like, "That's insane!" Like that is crazy. <laughs> I, I think the most mine ever got was like five hundred. So I but I haven't really been trying on TikTok. I started TikTok and it just kind of waned out. I need to start putting more thing into it. Who has been killing it on TikTok though? Is freaking Jaffa. She's been like posting like a mad woman, and they they are some good. She took posts uh, post some of that. Oh, thank you so much, Tactical. Awesome. Um, she has been going nuts on that thing lately, and I've been enjoying all of her uh, uh, content on uh, Apex. So that's pretty cool. Nice, nice. We got a bounce. So, uh, good. See you later, Tactical. Have a good one. So yeah, I mean, I, it's it's been a journey. It's definitely. Um... I mean, you definitely see the ups and downs of switching games, and um, yeah, uh, haven't seen much of a difference from full time to from part time to full time yet. Yet, yeah. but I'm hoping uh, I can start working on video edits and stuff like that. It's just life's been very 
crazy for me and the wife right now because me not having a job and her only being a server and August is the slow month for being a server. Yes, like, it is. I know those. It's I know those. Really ways. rough. <laughs> yeah, um, and you know, serving serving is a great job. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, she probably kills it serving 90% of the time, but it's that 10% of the time that's like, oof, this is not good. And August is part of that 10% of the time, you know, and then you dip into the seasons. So then you dip into fall, it gets a little bit busier. If you're a, if you're a nighttime server, if you're a daytime server, fall, summer's great, fall kind of falls off the map. And then you kind of dip into Christmas gets really, really good. And then it gets super rough between, uh, January and February, but once you pop out of February and into March, it really starts to pick up. That seems to be the trend that I, I saw with my, um, you know, with my well, experience in in waiting tables. Because everybody goes back to school in those months. Yep. January yep. and August are the start of the school again. Well, so, and there's a huge difference really, between uh, waiting during the day and waiting at night. It's completely different animals. Like oh, any for job sure. you have. For sure. Well, because during the day, you're not going to have, like, the parents and stuff for the people that are working. Like, or the big parties. The well, you get the lunch. You get the lunch crowd, and you get the people coming in with lunch. But you really don't get, like, the big parties of people and, and like, the, you know, the people who are out drinking. They give you lots of money. Like, the two the two big winners with, with, uh, s with serving is the people who are drinking because you can get them nice and loose. And, like, then their wallets lunch get a little parties. looser. Yep. And then the big parties where you have that, you know... Three to four hundred dollar ticket where you can you know be like hey man uh give give me <laughs> you know i just did four hundred dollars worth of food for you you better be paying that 20 percent, you know so it's just is uh it's, it is what it is man waiting is so yeah. unpredictable so i feel so, your pain. i mean it's, it's definitely been an unfortunate timing because mm -hmm. of it like because i lost my job and twitch really isn't paying the bills right now so yeah. uh it, it's been rough it definitely has been rough um have you ever thought about maybe just waiting tables part-time for a little bit Oh, I would not be able to handle that. I can tell you some horror stories that my wife deals with, and I know for a fact, because of who I am, no, I would get fired day one. I've, I've experienced every single one. You don't even have to tell me the horror stories. I have experienced every single one of those horror stories that your wife has gone through. I guarantee it. And it is tough to keep your composure, but if you can, if you can do it, if you can hang in there and just like be able to not talk back, which is the biggest, hardest I, thing to do. I don't deal with rude people very well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, well, I don't. Because, frankly, like, it's not hard to be a decent human being. No. It's not. No, not at all. Like, anybody Please should be able you. to have a civil conversation, whether it be on the internet or face-to-face, -face, and it's not hard to be a civil human being. Like, it's not. No. So, no. like, when people are rude to their servers, like... I'm not, I'm not rude to my servers, but there are times when I've had to have a discussion with my server because they're not doing something right or they're not listening very well yeah. because they didn't get my order right at all. Like, yeah, like what is going on here? And that's like so, the, or they have to the come job back right there. Times and ask me like, oh, what'd you order again? Oh, what'd you order again? Yeah, there's so, a, that's like the job. That's the main thing you need to focus on when you're doing that. Juno! Um, but no, I, I couldn't serve. But I am a, I did sign up for DoorDash, so starting Monday, I'm going to start doing some DoorDash oh, trips dope. and stuff like that. Yeah, so. get that little extra income from that. And that, that runs heavily on trips. As a server or as someone who puts food together in a restaurant, I'm not a big fan of DoorDash just because uh, they don't tip you. And so <laughs> those people rely on tips too. And, and, you know, there's no obligation to. But what I'm saying is like so the guys who would like give you a dollar every time they came in, those were the guys that got their food really quick. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Um, but anyways, like uh, DoorDash, you have to tip. No, you have to tip the DoorDash driver, but the DoorDash driver does not have to tip the restaurant that put all the food together and put all that work, got it ready for you to go, and handed it to you. There's a lot that goes into that first part that doesn't get recognized with DoorDash. And I think it shouldn't be the DoorDash driver's responsibility. What they should do is put an automatic 3 to 4% gratuity on DoorDash that goes back into the tips of the people preparing the food because it's completely unfair how DoorDash takes advantage of restaurant workers. Anyways, because if the restaurant itself was doing the delivery, they would be getting all those tips themselves. So, um, yeah, that's my gripe. I'm not going to talk I love about this. it. I love this derailing train wreck we always oh, have dude. on Chatterday. Dude, that's what Chatterday <laughs> let's talk is. about streaming. Hey, let's talk about serving. Serving tables <laughs> and DoorDash. So, um, yeah, it's just one of those things where 
you really got to uh, you, you got to think about the other people sometimes. And I know, uh, trust me, every single one of the people who put the food together knew who the DoorDash workers were that tipped them. Because the DoorDash worker would, even if it's just a dollar every time they pick up an order, that adds up because they'll pick up five orders. That'll be about five bucks for the night. And that's something like, and they will, they will literally treat them so much better than they do the other guys. It's kind of insane. Anyways, time, money, money gets you what you want in this world. I guess that's what I'm really bringing it down to. I could really complain about serving for a long time, but you know what? I'm trying not to think about it because I got a new job now. I don't even have to worry about that anymore. So yeah, that's how it works. So, anyways, anyways probably back should, to the streaming, I guess. <laughs> I, I don't even think we should. I mean, like, what? It was streaming what? Uh, let's talk about other occupations. What do you think about uh, <laughs> construction workers? <laughs> Boring. <laughs> no one wants to hear about it. So, um, tell me about Turkoff and what's really been drawing you to that game lately, and what is the uh, uh, thing that really kind of like pulls you into that universe? So, Tarkov is a very punishing game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it is a very punishing game, and I've, I have always been looking for a game that's been super hard, like, oh. and Tarkov is that game. Like being prior military, this game is very military tactful. Okay. Um, so like when you drop into Tarkov, when you load into Tarkov, you can load in by yourself for up to four other players. So you can have a squad of five. The gear you go in with, you can lose forever. <laughs> oh yeah. So. And there's no, like, heads-up display to tell you who's your teammates or who's your enemies or who's an AI person or who's an actual player. There's no, there's none of that. There's no heads-up display telling you that. Interesting. There, there's no map. You have to recognize the map. Is like, it the same map, though? Uh, no, there are, there are a lot of different maps you can choose from. Okay. But when you go into a map, you, there's no, it doesn't give you the map of the, where yeah. you are. Like, you have to recognize where you are on the map by memorizing it. Do you ever bring up a map of that map and kind of, like, track where you're at? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, nowadays, I don't because I'm pretty, I for the most part, memorize, like, every single one of the maps. Oh, okay. Um, now, if there's somewhere on that map that I haven't been a lot of, yeah, I might look at the map before I go in. Yeah. But people do bring up maps on their, like, second monitor or on their phone so I'm they sure. can, like, recognize where they are. So, yeah, and kind of make a plan. Um, but the guns in that game is like the the customization on the guns in Tarkov. Mm -hmm. Well, for one, every gun in the game is real. Like it is a real gun that you can buy this day. Oh, okay, cool. And like you can literally upgrade everything from like the sight, like the length of the barrel, to different hand grips, to different stocks, to all sorts of different sights, uh, different magazine capacities. Like oh. it's. Uh, different foregrips, different uh, hand grip, uh, forward hand grips, uh, lasers, flashlights. Is there any other Can game that you could even compare to the amount of customization on weapons like that? Like uh, uh, Rainbow Six, maybe? Or... No, Rainbow no. Six has zero customization compared oh, that's to true. That's true. I don't play Rainbow oh, Six hold, either. So. Hold on. Rainbow Six does have customization. Like you can you can customize the guns to your better pro your uh, like sight wise. Okay. And like muzzle brakes and stuff like that. But like compared to Tarkov. Rainbow Six customization is null and void. Like, oh, wow, okay. Cool. <laughs> so, legit. okay. Huh. But yeah, Tarky is legit <laughs> severely hard. Like, you... I feel sorry for the people that just get Tarkov because, like, oh, it's a popular game. I'm going to yeah. get it and play it. And yeah. then, like, they get wrecked on their first oh, sure. two or three raids and they lose their stuff. And now they just wasted money on a game that they're like, I'm never playing this again. Like, <laughs> you have to go, you have to go into playing Escape from Tarkov, realizing, hey, this game is hard, and I'm gonna lose stuff. Like, <laughs> it sounds a lot like almost a roguelite in that that type of sense, where it's just like once you die, you lose everything. You know what I mean? Like, sort of that sort of thing. Like, is there any sort of progression that you do keep as you continue to play, even if you so, die? You do level up in the game. The game is more like a first-person shooter MMO. Okay. So like, it this does is have sounding more and more like a road light to me, to be honest. It does have an RPG feel to it, as there you do level up. There are skills in the game that you can yep. level up. Yep. So like, you can get, uh, you can level up your endurance, which uh, increases your stamina okay. bar, which allows you to run faster and further. Yep. Uh, your strength, which allows you to throw grenades further or jump higher or oh, carry okay. more loot. You know. Yeah. So, in a sense, there's that. Now, you can purchase insurance for your equipment when you go into a raid. Oh. How the insurance works is it comes back to you as long as nobody has picked it up. 
So if you have died and nobody touches your stuff, then you will get it back. But if somebody grabs your stuff, whether it be another PMC or a player yeah. or a scav, which is your AIs or your... Um, oh, AIs can grab your shit too? Yes. Oh, yes. screw it's that. Actually, it's actually a newer thing within the past like six months. I think the last wipe they added it. And wow. uh, scavs can literally go to dead bodies and pick up guns. No. Oh, and then it just makes your insurance just null and void. That's so dumb. So if an oh AI scav picks up your gun from your dead body... You will not get that gun back. It, was that a was that a breaking point for the community at all? Were there people who were like, "Nope, this is stupid." No, okay, they're already just, into the punishing. It just adds another like a small punishing factor because uh, like okay. one, if you're dying to a scav, yeah, like yeah, there there are cracked scavs out there. There are cracked scavs that shoot you from fifty meters away with a buckshot shotgun. You're like, how did that happen? Yeah, like, how like, did I get what is going my on? buckshot shotgun from fifty meters away? So that makes people mad. That's made me mad. That yeah, made yeah. Super mad. I'm like, he's like 50 meters away and he headshot me with a bugshot shotgun. There's no way I should have died. Yeah, but you do. what the hell? It's actually a bug in the game, Can... but everyone thinks it's just like a get better moment. It's like, it's not a get better moment. Like... It's, it's probably a problem. It, that sounds like a problem. Is Do you have teammates that can revive you if you get downed? No. Once you're down, you're down. You die, you or die. Now, wow. your body your body has, you have your head, your thorax, your stomach, both arms and both legs. Those are all like damage points on your body okay and each one of them can be blacked out that means it went to zero health points okay there are things that you can heal them with but it lowers their health points each time you have okay. to yeah that's pretty bring typical. it back from zero yeah that's pretty typical interesting so um so yeah and you can also like break bones you can get concussions you can go dehydrated um like there's there's a whole slew of things in this game that you just have to get used to before you actually like start doing better. Hey, your yeah. drone popped up. Again. Uh, I know, I just popped back down. That's my bad. So, so but um, no, it's, it's been really fun streaming the game. It's been fun playing it. I've been meeting a lot new people, a lot more new people playing the game. I've been having a new group that I play with on a very regular basis. It's That's been awesome. it's been a blast. I'll have to introduce you to uh, Don Charlie, who is an awesome streamer. Who's soup. That's one of the games that he plays, and he is. He's pretty good at it. I've watched some of his streams, and it's it's pretty interesting. He's a funny guy. So heck yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll hook that up. Um. Anyways, let's uh let's 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 move into some topics. When I, I like that one, I like that one. Um. So yeah, we're gonna get some topics going. Um. The first one I wanted to bring up, and I think this is gonna spark a very interesting conversation. Um. Because to me, it's it just the title alone makes you go what. All right, so this is from uh, Game Rant. It's by uh, Jordan Gerblick, which is someone I'm not familiar with, but Gerblick is an awesome last name. There it is for you people in the chat if you want to follow along. The title of the article is Warzone Anti-Cheat Measures Are Disrupting the Hacked Account Market's Supply Chain. And me, as my, my new occupation as a buyer, uh, supply chain is a very interesting word in that in that universe and it's a very interesting choice of words for this article which is implying that there is a lack of hacked accounts out there to give out to people so uh, i'm gonna start reading some of this resellers of resellers of call of duty warzone hacked accounts are pieces of shit oh wait no uh, accounts are running short on supply due to rigorous anti-cheat measures put into place by Raven Softer and Activision. I'm sorry I read that wrong. I read that super wrong. Put that in there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was just, you know, just a little bit of uh, a little bit of something extra for you guys. Uh, as reported by Waypoint, resellers frequently make up to $300 on hacked Warzone accounts sold through various Discord channels, which operate like black markets for this sort of stuff. Uh, the first thing I think of that is where's one of these uh, Discord channels that I can find. Uh, Waypoint <laughs> Waypoint claims that accounts with <laughs> I'm just laughing. <laughs> these, these people are such fucking asshats. Uh, and if you're out there and you're listening to this and you're like, hey, that's me, go fuck yourself. Um, Warzone accounts sold through various Discord channels, which operate like black markets uh, for this sort of stuff. Waypoint claims the accounts with the uh, income incomparably rare uh damascus weapon skins can fetch up to two thousand dollars basically if it's got rare loot on it it can be a very expensive thing which who would pay two thousand dollars for a hacked account with rare like i i do not understand that mentality anyways recently through resellers are struggling to meet demand uh the aforementioned discord channels are rife with complaints about low stock as well as frustrated ex 
explanations from resellers. Activision has been flexing its grip on stolen accounts, farms, and introducing tighter account security that apparently it's been working its as intended. One reseller has resorted to offering unlock services for existing accounts in lieu of hacked accounts. So it just kind of keeps going from there. You can read the rest of the article. I think that's going to be a good jump off point on this one. Um, but yeah, what are your, obviously through my, uh, you know, editorializing during that article, you, you all can understand how I feel about these people and what's happening. And I think it's a great thing. Uh, but Wolf, what's your opinion on that? First, like I've known about these people that sell hacked accounts. I've known about them for a long time yeah. because, I mean, they do it in every single game out mm -hmm. there. People hack an account, they steal it from someone, they put hacks on the account, and they they sell it. They sell it? Yep. Well, so, that happened like, in my World of Warcraft account, and I can never access it again. Anyways. Yeah. So, like, I think these people are the the dirt of gaming. Yeah. Like, flat oh, out, yeah. the dirt of gaming. Yeah. Like, that is not... And the sad part is, like, as a user, like me, my account on Escape from Tarkov, like, in a sense, it ain't mine. Like, it's like your purchased ability to play the game. Right. You know what I mean? I, yeah, it's like, yeah. that's what it is. Like, it's yeah, yeah. it's not actually your account. You know, it's like, it's, you know, it's like the same thing for, like, League of Legends, how my main account got permanently banned. But, yeah. Um, so, like, I, I don't agree with it. Like, I get it. They're they're not doing the hacked accounts anymore. They're doing unlock services. So basically, you're going to buy. The, hey, can you unlock this for me? So you're going to pay them. They're going to play your account yep, and unlock it. Unlock it, which is fine. I mean, if that's how you choose, if that's how you get fulfillment out of a game, I'm not going to hate on you for that. That is just something you know what I mean. Like some of those stuff is really hard to get. Um, if you enjoy using the game that way, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to discourage you from doing that because that's still, if you find fulfillment and enjoyment out of that process of someone else getting the thing for you and then you getting to use it, that's just fine. I don't want to dump on those people. It's the people who go and steal from other people and, and the frustration that that causes that I get really pissed off at. Anyways, go ahead. Oh, for sure. Because like, and this is going to sound really dumb, but when I was growing up, I had like a similar situation. Yeah. One of the games that my family loved playing when I was growing up was Gran Turismo. Oh, and I played game. it a lot. I was very good at it. And I used to, like, I found all, like, uh, the best money-making races to go to to yeah. win a car and sell it. Yeah. And make the most money. And yeah. that's what I would do. I would just do it over and over and over again so I can get some of the better cars that I've been wanting. Well, my stepbrother would take my memory card and copy my game over to his memory card and say, oh, no, I did this myself. It's like, you, no, you didn't. No, no, you didn't. I can't stand it. It is a form of cheating. Fair. You didn't do the work. Fair. Like, that's someone else's work that you're taking advantage of. Now, if the company that's selling these accounts, if they're doing the work themselves and then selling the account, you know what? Cool. Yeah. But it's when they're hacking other people's accounts, stealing them, and then selling them again. Yeah. That is messed up. That's horrible. And it just causes a headache for not only the publishers, which have to dump money into that, which takes resources away from the game, which could make your game better. Right? Because if people weren't doing this cheat stuff, they wouldn't have to worry about all this anti-cheat shenanigans. It wouldn't, A, it wouldn't fuck with the programming, which is a big complaint about most of these anti-hack things, is that they mess with the programming and it makes the game run worse. B, they could dump the resources they put into that part of it into actually making your experience better. And they'd make it a much better experience. And C, it's just flat out wrong. You are stealing. And the problem is, is that there is no... There is no legal recourse against these people stealing these accounts. There's absolutely zero. When was the last time you ever heard of someone being prosecuted for stealing accounts on Warcraft or Valorant or Turkov or anything like that? I'll tell you what, it's never because it there is no... Uh, I think our laws in, in this country don't recognize that that is actually theft. And that instead of saying, oh my gosh, this person literally just stole thousands of dollars from someone, which they did, because if someone should either A, chose to sell their, their existing account for $2,000, that's someone stealing $2,000 from you. Or B, all the money you poured into that game, which is either through monthly subscriptions or XYZ or buying certain things, that is all being stolen from you. And there's no legal recourse for that, period. Period. And that's where we... Uh, we retract back to what I was saying is like when you buy the game or all this money you spent on the game that's not your ownership sadly that is not your ownership and that's in the terms of service that yeah. is your 
you're basically you're given permission to play the game and given permission to use that stuff in the game and that's that's how like league of legends free free to play game okay my account was permanently banned and granted it was probably due to not probably it was due to my fault sort of um, <laughs> but anyway we don't have to get into it i you keep bringing it up and we're all dying so to hear anyway. the story but you don't have to tell it <laughs> I spent probably close to two to three thousand dollars in League of Legends. Wow, on skins in the game. Yeah, but like I've brought that up. Like, look, I've spent money on this game. I this is messed up that I'm getting banned from the game because someone's too soft. Yep. To accept harsh criticism. Yeah. I'll put it that way. Yeah. No, that's fair. Because I played nothing but ranked. And I'll put it that. Way. I couldn't do nothing but ranked. The point of ranked is to win. Yeah. Not necessarily to have fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> People would argue. People would argue well, that, but and yeah, if it's your job, yes. But some people find a lot of fulfillment and joy in ranked matches. I agree, and I do too. But I'm there to win. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the point of ranked. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. Very, anyways, very true. Which so is why why I've never been great at ranked, by the way, because I don't have that <laughs> attitude. So, and that's you know, and I would bring that up to them that like. Look, like I've spent this much money. Like it doesn't matter about the money. Like you were just given permission to use that skin. Yeah. You don't own the skin. You don't own yeah. anything. No, like, no. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So that's that's where that's where it really. I don't want to say the government needs to step in and do something about this because I don't want the government stepping in on anything like that in a private business because that's just messed up. But gaming companies really need to make this better. Like they need yeah. to realize like this is our stuff that we're spending money on. To you, yeah, as being stolen but, from us. But and those gaming companies, really care. as long as they're getting the money, they don't give a fuck, right? They don't care as long as that money's coming in and their complaints are minimal. So if they can keep it down to a minimal and accounts are still getting hacked and used and it's still in the news, doing like very well, they that's the problem. Like unless these things start hurting their pocketbook, like users have the ability to sue them for this money like if they can't sue the person hacking them maybe they could sue the company they are never going to change their ways and i i love to see kind of to bring this full circle a company like activision really taking active steps that are visible to prevent some of this you know what i mean this is the first time i've ever heard a company really stepping up and disrupting a supply chain on hacked accounts never once did you hear hear a news article saying world of warcraft oh my gosh they're cracking down on those stolen accounts you know what i mean they're just ripe with them so i think well, this is a really good step forward overall yes i agree but <laughs> let's put it activision is trying to get players back to warzone oh i know yeah oh yeah look at look at all your top end streamers that have left playing warzone and went to play apex a, a ton a, a ton, ton of because them. they have refused to deal with the hackers in the game yep and their servers are crap for a a plus 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 company yeah. like activision they shouldn't have crap servers well, no they should have had an anti-cheat from the start yes and i think that was one big thing that apex did shout out to respawn because they are just killing it as of late uh both with apex and with uh jedi fallen order just making banger games out there making the right updates making the right moves keeping the cheaters out um, and, and that's just a real credit to their ability. And that really gives me, and I'm hoping that that mentality and that attitude, uh, reaches over to battlefield 2042. And if it does, uh, call of duty, you're screwed. I'm just going to tell you that right now. People are not happy about having to go back to world war two. People aren't, aren't happy about it. I know sledgehammer games. I know sledgehammer games. You make great, great quality titles, but come on, man. N we're, we're sick of it. We've been there. We've Fuck. done that a hundred times. I enjoy World War II. All right? I'm actually excited for the single player uh, for yeah. Call of Duty. Yeah. But after that, hello, multiplayer's Battlefield. Sorry. Well, they're going to have more zombies. You know what I mean? That's that's going to be fun, too. But at the end of the zombies. day... Uh, Back for Blood's coming out. Sorry. <laughs> uh, right? And we are going to talk about that in a little bit because I got hands-on with the beta on that and had a great time. Um, which maybe that might be a good segue, but anyways, we'll, we'll wrap this conversation up a little bit. Um, we, it, it, yeah, I, I just, you know, we'll see with Call of Duty. Hopefully this helps. Hopefully this kind of supports. I, I love to see any game, no matter if I play it or not, having a healthy, vibrant player base, uh, and having a good community where people enjoy it. I don't really care about the game 
or what it is. I just like to see people enjoying video games and enjoying them because the creators made something special. And I hope that they can bring this back around. And I hope Vanguard isn't disappointment. I also hope that Battlefield Battlefield 2042 really learns from what Apex is doing and uh, and and just goes for it. I think it's going to be a good experience, to be honest. Um, so yeah, any final, final thoughts on this uh, before we move on to Back for Blood? No. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> yeah, much, I think we covered this, yeah. Pretty much, uh, if you steal hacked accounts, you're human garbage. Otherwise, uh, yeah, what's up? So, um, yeah, I got hands-on with the Back for Blood beta this weekend. And let me tell you what. I had an amazing two hours. And then after that, after the beta was over, after I beat the first few missions with my buds, uh, I got everything I wanted out of it. So part of me saying, wait, David, why why didn't you want to go back for more at that point? And let me tell you what, it's because it's a beta, right? I, My feeling on betas, and I'm sure this is going to lead into what you wanted to talk about, Wolf, is that it's fun to get in there and get your hands on it, play it a little bit, but I want the full experience. I want the whole game in my hands. So once I got done with that little snippet of this game, which was basically just a demo, um, I, I, I was like, you know what? I can't wait for the real thing. Just hype me up big time. And I was done with it. What is, what is your feeling? I also played the Diablo Resurrection demo, which we, or beta, which we might get back into. I'm actually going to be playing more of that tonight. Um, but we'll, we'll lean into that later. Uh, Wolf, what, you were telling me you had some very strong opinions on betas. And I'd like to uh, <laughs> dig into some of that. What's, um, I wouldn't say necessarily strong opinions. I, me personally, I'm done with betas. Because I know like if I play a beta, like Back for Blood... I'm excited about Back for Blood. Don't get me wrong. I am super pumped about it. But I don't want to play the beta. Because I okay. know <laughs> if I play the beta, and like you, you played it for two hours and you're like, done, it's a beta. I want to wait for the full thing. Yep, yep. I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> if I play it and I like it, I'm like, I'm going to keep playing this. Yeah. yeah. 27 hours later, I've been playing it the entire time and... You know, then it's like the game comes out, and I'm like, okay, I'm bored now. I've already done all this. <laughs> like, I'm done with. Because that's what happened to me, uh, Star Wars The Old Republic. Okay. So, oh. MMO that came out forever yeah. ago. Great game. Played still the beta. Popular. Yeah, still very popular. Um, I played the beta, and I got very far in it. And then the game came out, and I'm just like, okay, let me grind through these parts that I already know about. Like, like I didn't enjoy the opening part of the game anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So, I... <laughs> Betas, like, demos were good, but betas being as widely popular now with every company, and I get why they do betas. I get it. They have to. They literally have to. And at this point in the world, like, in order for them to get advertisement and to show people what the game is about, they have to allow people to stream it. Yep. Oh, 100%. That's your bit. If you don't allow people to stream your beta, you're doing it wrong. You you obviously are out of touch with video games today. And that's where self control comes in because like i don't want to deal with like i don't want to see anything about the game okay yeah. and i'll click on one of my favorite streamers and watch them and they're playing back for blood and i have to back out like nope i can't watch this like yep. Yep. because i want i want to be able to on launch day because me and my wife we actually plan on both getting it because she loves left for dead and this is basically okay. left for dead 3. it is like, it is literally after, left for after dead spent 3. yes it is so we're both super excited about this game and we are both actually doing a adult drinks stream that weekend of oh, this nice. game. Like, I'm going to reset up my computer desk so where we both can be on camera and whatnot. Yeah. And um, I want that initial, like, holy crap for this game. I want that initial excitement. I don't want to sit there like, yeah, I've already been through here. Yeah, I've already been through here. Yeah, I've already been through here. So that's why I've kind of, like, taken a step back, and I'm like, everyone's like, oh, are you playing the Back for Blood beta on stream? I'm like, yeah. no. I'm not. Like, I know I probably yeah. would have got views and people would have been excited, but, like, I, I still, when it comes to my stream, I still care about myself. Like, yep. I still care about, like, what I want to enjoy. And I want to enjoy when it finally launches that initial, like, holy crap, this game is awesome feeling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, and that's why I don't play betas anymore. Like, I'm just like, meh. Whoa. Now, for, like, Diablo 2 Resurrection 1, I've already played Diablo 2. Yeah. Oh, this is literally just playing it with better graphics, but... Oh, man, it's so, so buttery smooth. So beautiful. I love it. 
I wish I wish they would have taken the animation style that they had for this and made that Diablo 3. Because Diablo 3 is very cartoony. They were kind of going off of that uh, World of Warcraft type of, of look for it that was kind of popular at the time. Kind of the almost cel-shaded, but not really, you know what I mean? And it's still a great game. It's still fun to play. But just like the the grittiness and the and the almost realism of this new uh diablo 2 look is unbelievable and the the thing that it really nails uh on the head with as far as diablo 2 resurrected which i'm super excited about not super excited about blizzard as a company right now but i am super excited about this game because i feel like the creators who made this game i don't know maybe they're pieces of shit too i don't know but this is there's still a lot of good people who worked on this game, and the, Blizzard is trying to work through what they did, and they are acknowledging and have taken some actions towards that. Anyways, we're not going to talk about Blizzard. We, if you want to learn about Blizzard stuff, listen to my last week's conversation with Superstone, and you will hear all about it. But um, so, but with that said, it it this game looks like I remembered it as I was a kid, right? So, like, in your head, when, you, when you're when you a kid and you play a game, it, your mind is blown by the graphics and how good it looks and how amazing it looks. But usually when you go back about 10 years later, you're like, oh, my God, like, this game looks like trash. You know what I mean? It does not look good. How did I have so much fun with this game? Well, so what they did was they just made this game look like I remember it as a kid. And let me tell you what, it is amazing. It's so good. I had so much fun diving back in uh as i played the paladin uh last weekend and it was so fun and just the battles and the and the the loot and the stuff and just everything was just it was so nostalgic and then i'd flip it back you can flip it back to the old graphics on instance because what they did was they layered the new game over the old game so all the new game is doing is mimicking exactly what the old game is doing so technically you're manipulating the old game and the new graphics are mirroring that right so you're actually playing the old game from 2002, where that's the game you're playing, but they mirror it in full 4K HD, 60 frames a second. And and let me tell you, I played it with the 60. You can choose to do uh, enhanced graphics, on at least on PS5, enhanced graphics at 30 frames, or you know a little bit less enhanced graphics at 60 frames. Play at 60 frames a second. I'm going to tell you that right now, because that is where you see the difference in this game. Um it's it's beautiful. It's fun. I cannot wait to dive in. I'm going to be spending a large amount of my time with this game, and I want everyone to play it with me. So hopefully that happens. But <laughs> it was it uh, the back for blood later. Like I said, I got in there. I played my two hours. I'm like, I, okay, I I got what I wanted out of this beta. We're we're gonna play the full game. It's gonna be fun. But this Diablo two man that kept me thinking. It just kept me like, oh man, I want more. I cannot wait for this game to drop. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Yeah, I, I was a huge Diablo fan. and Diablo 3, like, I agree. It was a little... You put it into a very good way. Like, it was the World of Warcraft animation style mm-hmm. in Diablo 3. Mm-hmm. And I could, I, could never, I could never figure out a better way to explain it. That was really good. Because, yeah. like, played Diablo 3. I enjoyed the storyline. I really did. I, I almost played that game. I, I really enjoyed the, 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 the cutscenes. The cutscenes were mm-hmm. beautiful. Mm-hmm. But there's always... Story was great. In the game. I just felt like I was too zoomed in. Yeah. Yep. It, I mean, I felt like I was way too zoomed in for Diablo 3. I was yeah, like, man, I don't, I feel I don't see everything. Like, I just feel... Because I played a Demon Hunter. Yeah. So, like, being able to, like, shoot things afar, like, I couldn't do it anymore. I was like, oh, my God, like, everything's up close, and I've got to, like, dodge everywhere, which yeah. I get it. That was the whole point of it. But, yeah, I mean, Diablo 2, I love... Diablo 2. I played Diablo come, 2 like Come play it with come come play with me tonight, bud. Download it. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, is it free? It's free right now. Yeah, the beta it has an open free beta right now for this weekend, going to the 22nd. So tonight and tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to be playing it. And then we're doing Mario Party tomorrow night cuz I owe it to my community. I know, right? I'm going to have a fun weekend. I don't know about you, but I am. Diablo Mario Party. Let's go. I do have Mario Party. Oh my God! Come play Mario Party with us tomorrow night, please. Oh boy, I will. I will consider it. I will highly consider. Me, it. me, and Juno are, are down, and we. I had to. Uh, so, so first a caveat on my weekend. I'm going to be streaming later than normal. My daughter is in a sleep regression right now, a two two years sleep regression, and does not want to sleep. I'm sure you know all about that, Wolf. Um, no. No, not a. No, I don't. My daughter is very. Oh, I hate you. I hate you so much today, Wolf. Why did I invite you on my show? 
You're doing nothing but making fun of me. Um, <laughs> mocking me with your sleeping daughter and your video games. <laughs> she's self-sufficient. She's literally in there playing Roblox. Like, I just oh, set I it up it. for her. Like, there you go. She's good to go. Oh, like, my gosh. Yeah, my daughter's in this, like, sleep regression where she is not going down until about 10 o'clock at night. And it, like, last night, I... I literally battled her for two hours to get her down, and uh, oh. I could not stream after that. I was just so upset that I was like, I can't go on stream upset. That's my one thing, is I will never go and stream if I'm in a bad mood. I'd rather cancel my stream um, because it's just not healthy. It's not healthy for my audience. It's not healthy for me. Um, it, it's something that you got to recognize as a streamer. So, um, yeah, and so that's been why this week I have not been streaming at all. It's because I've been battling my daughter. Hopefully this blows over and I can start streaming again next week. But uh, tonight and tomorrow night I will be streaming, um, and it should be a lot of fun. So, And it's going to be later, but it's it's going to be, hopefully, I'm only going to let my daughter take about an hour nap today. So hopefully that helps kind of make her more tired. But um, anyways, yeah, so I plan to play Diablo tonight. And I plan to play Mario Party tomorrow night. Juno's on board tomorrow night for the Mario Party. Wolf, you are welcome to join us. If you don't, that's okay, too. But um, that's just kind of, yeah, where we're at. So uh, I don't like you, that's why. Well, we know this, and you're never coming on my show again. Ever. When it's a small right. streamer's pod, there's no way that you're going to be the first person on there with me. Zero chance <laughs> of that. <laughs> Deal. Deal. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk more about that later. Maybe it will, maybe it won't. Uh, so let's uh, move on to my last topic, and this is one that I, uh, as, a, as an older gentleman who loves video games, I will not disclose my age at this time, uh, I am actually kind of excited about this, and I've been thinking about maybe doing a stream and a giveaway, because it's not a very expensive game, and uh, it's something that I think the kids these days should go out and play, just so they can appreciate what we have today, and that is Quake Remastered, right? So uh, I don't know if you know this, but QuakeCon was this week, and I know all the kids are out there like, what's QuakeCon? I've never even heard of this game. It's because they haven't made an actual game in what, Wolf, like 15 years? For Quake? Yeah, something like that. Something insane. Well, no. They had that newish Quake, like the Quake tournament game that came out. That was like 2010, 2011. Really? That no, that was ago? Unreal. Okay. But even that was Unreal. It wasn't Quake. Oh, okay. It was Unreal Tournament, which is oh, another. Oh, that's what it was. Okay, yeah, yeah you're right. They haven't made a Quake game in a hot minute. Uh, it's it's crazy. So uh, this is, let's see, this is on PC Gamer. It's The article is by uh, Joseph Knoop. As always, the link is in the chat. Uh, and the title of the, tone, it, title of the article is Quake Remastered is available now. Uh, the rumored Quake Remastered release on Steam and uh, the Microsoft Store for $10 today. Surprise! If you already own the original Quake on Steam, you'll get the update for free. Quake Remastered comes with 4K widescreen resolution support, enhanced models, dynamic and colored lighting, anti-lysing, depth of field, and a new theme song from Trent Reznor of Nine Inch Nails, if you don't know who that is, uh, who composed the original soundtrack, which is also a very interesting story. If you want to know more about video game history, start looking into Quake, because this game was so important to video games, and I don't think people realize what it did um did for video games i mean it literally halo would not be the same game it is today if this game didn't exist i guarantee it the the death matches that it set up with quake 3 arena uh was a huge precursor to what dia or to what halo did so uh if deep dive more into to quake if you really want to learn more about first person shooters and 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 how they grew in the 90s it's a pretty fascinating story uh it also includes both original dlc packs uh scourge of Ar armageddon and dissolution of eternity uh machine gun games the developers of modern wolfenstein games contributed two entirely new expansion packs called dimensions of the machine and dimensions of the past so not only are they giving you the full game with its um, with its DLC, they're also giving you a two brand new experiences with this game. Um, and if you are a fan of first-person shooters that are retro, you this is a must-play, must-buy game. Um, it's it's fascinating. It's it's really cool. And I just wanted to bring it up. I, I think the graphics are interesting. Um, let me let me get a screenshot here for y'all. We'll bring it on screen over here. So here's a screenshot. It looks like a retro game at this point. Like it looks like a really flushed out, good-looking retro game. Um, so I'll tell you what, I've got some hype for this. I don't know. How do, how do you feel about it, Wolf? Um, I was never a super fan of Quake. I never played a lot of it. Yeah, fair. That's it. I do know what <laughs> Quake did for the, the gaming industry. Um, this is obviously Quake 1 remaster. So yes. like, 
it was originally just like this 2D flat model like game, kind of like how Wolfenstein was well, back in the day. That's the interesting thing. It was the actually the first one of the first. I don't want to claim the first because there were other ones, but one of the first truly 3D first-person shooters. That's what made Quake such a such a big deal. Is because okay. the Wolfenstein was flat, super flat. So was um, Doom at the time, not Doom Two. So this Doom. is. I was thinking Doom, not yeah. Quake. Yeah, exactly. This is very, it's a very Doom-ish type. It's very similar to Doom. It's ID software, obviously, but it's just got some different themes to it. Um, but yeah, it was actually the, one of the first fully 3D experiences on computer. It really blew a lot of people's minds at the time. Um, pre pretty incredible, this game is. Um, and it's very rich rich in history. I, I think it's a, if you, like I said, if you want to learn more about the history of video games, this is a must-look into and must-play. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to do a playthrough and giveaway of on your platform of choice here in probably like the next two weeks for Quake because I think it's something that I, I really appreciate. I really enjoy. I want to, I want to kind of dig my hands into this. And for ten bucks, hell yeah, let's go. For twenty bucks, and I can do a giveaway, even better. You know what I mean? So I would totally play this also. Yeah, I mean the the deathmatch alone is 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 a lot of fun. It's it you know especially if they. Hopefully they updated it a little bit and brought in some of those modern touches to the deathmatch. You know what I mean? But yeah, I just wanted to bring this up because it's one of those things that I, I think is very exciting and they just kind of shadow dropped it. And I think it's not on a lot of people's radars. You know what I mean? I don't know. And I think what would, so here's a question I wanted to ask and it just kind of came back to mind, which I've, I've been meaning to roll around for this is, do you think this is a precursor to like an update like they did with Doom or Wolfenstein? So... Since they brought brought out a remaster for Quake, I feel Quake might be making a resurgence in another game. Yep, I agree completely. I think with the drop of Halo Infinite coming soon, and being that Quake is what kind of paved the path for the Halo series, the new remaster for Quake, plus this like fascination with retro-type game titles that everyone mm -hmm. has right now, this is a perfect time for them to drop a new Quake title. Oh yeah, that that, that kind of rides along the visuals of Doom Eternal. Yeah, I I 100% agree with you. I I love what Machine Games has done with uh, Wolfenstein, and I would expect that Machine Games is going to be the people behind a new Quake. Um, it just makes too much sense. I think uh, Machine Games is kind of in a rut. They had a bunch of success with the Wolfenstein reboot. A lot of fun. The second one, I couldn't get into. A lot of people enjoyed it more than the first one. And then Youngblood, let's just call that what it was, a disaster. So I think they're kind of writing a little bit under the radar right now. I think under their new uh, management of Microsoft, they're trying to define themselves as a studio again. And I think Quake is going to be the perfect way to do that, right? Just a, a, a beautiful, updated graphics, just badass Quake game. Make a multiplayer a lot like Quake Tournament that's fast, fun, die quick, kill quick type of experience. I think that we're all kind of craving right now. This is this is the perfect time to bring those elements back. Basically make a brand new brand new Quake with a Quake Tournament multiplayer that's free. So so what I would do if I was them is I'd have Quake Tournament, free to play. And then if you want to buy the campaign and extra skins for that, it's an extra 40 bucks. And they just completely redo Quake 1. Just remake that first game with a modern engine. And I think, literally, they'd have to do no, very little concept design, very little prep work, and they just go for it. And I think that it would I, just print just print money. Why don't you just, instead of doing this, why don't you just make a money press? You know what I mean? Because that's what this essentially will be, right? Oh, yeah. Like if, they, if they make, um, if they do literally just make a brand new Quake deathmatch, make it free. Make it free, like Warzone. Yeah. And just, like, for cosmetics, just... I know everyone hates microtransactions, but I'm sorry. That's the gaming industry now. That's what it is now. If you want to play but the like, game for free, you got to deal with microtransactions. That's just... Exactly. You can't have your cake and eat it, too. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good business model, in all honesty. It really is. Because people it, are going to buy cosmetics. Like, it's it, going to happen. And they you throw you free cosmetics. They throw you this and that. And, like, cosmetics don't affect the game. It just affects... Exactly. ...how you look. And no. some, some people like that status. Some people don't give a shit. Right. And then if people want to play a single-player version of it, then have them pay $40. And now yeah. you got the single-player campaign for Quake. 
Make sure you. I, I still think it's important. You got to give people for that. Uh, it, I know it's not a full price for a AAA title, but you've got to give people something else for the multiplayer too. You've got to give something to whet their appetite into that. So that's why I'm saying, bundle in some cosmetics. Bundle in maybe a season's pass. You oh, know. Oh yeah, for sure. That's something I think like that's that. Also, kind of like the baseline for what any multiplayer game like that is coming out with yeah. is a is a battle pass. Yeah. I and mean, I th- Rocket League does it. Uh, Valorant does it. Does it. Dead by Daylight does it. does it. Dead by Daylight. Everybody that yeah. has some kind of competitive multiplayer has a battle pass or a season pass now. And as much as I don't like it, I mean, it is what it is. It, it It's... Usually the battle passes are a great deal because you get a lot of cosmetics and it rewards you for playing the game. And I think that battle passes are actually a great uh, alternative to actually just spending $20 on a skin, right? And then it also shows that, hey... Uh, it gives you that status, like, hey, I played this game enough to get the elite skin on this battle pass that is no longer available anywhere else. Like, it gives you that status, and you have to earn it, right? And I think that's why I think battle passes are actually better than just going on and being like, hey, I bought a Superman skin. Hey, I bought a G.I. Joe skin. You know what I mean? Like, great, you you have money. We're proud of you. But I spent 40 hours getting this skin. What do you think about that? You know what I mean? And that's that's the, the type of thing that I like in video games encouraging. And battle passes... They just came out at such a low price that people now expect a battle pass to be what? How much does a battle pass cost? Ten bucks tops. Boom! Right there. Exactly $10 on every single game. And so it's they're just it's just a good thing for the industry. It's a good thing for everybody. I think battle passes are a great thing. Um, and I think they're a great alternative to spending a bunch of money on cosmetics. So, I don't know. There you go. You, you generally just get a bunch of what you want out of them. And if you don't like what's on there... You don't have to do it. You can skip it for that time around. But maybe the next one will have stuff you like. So exactly, it's just it's okay. just cool to see. Yeah, so, put it in that perspective. Yeah, I guess I don't. I can understand them. Yeah, yeah, they they make a lot of sense, and I think I, I, I don't know. I like them better than just coming out with a bunch of DLC. To be honest. Now, on my defense, on it, I hate it when like there's two or three games that I play all the time, and like I have a lot of hours on all three of them. Sort you know, since, but then they mm-hmm. come out with these battle passes and I'm like, there's no way I can get all three of these battle passes to the max level. Yep. Yep. I love all three of these games, the exact amount, but I can't like, I want that, but I can't get it. <laughs> you got to pick and I choose. Like, I've got to pick which one I want to get now. It's yeah. just like, yeah. <laughs> what game am I dedicating myself this three months? You know what I mean? It's like that with Dead by Daylight. I don't think I've ever finished a battle pass in Dead by Daylight because their battle passes are a slog. Do something about it. Yeah, they need to cut their battle pass requirements in half. I think you need to get 10, uh, 10 orbs or whatever. I forget what they call it. 10 somethings to progress one level. And like they do have things where it's like, hey, uh, you know, hook six people and we'll give you three extra ones. But the progression for them is very slow. And so I think they really need to either cut it by a third or cut it by a half. You know, make it either seven or make it five to really, um, to really make it. Yeah. Wait, battle ass. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> for DVD. Never bought a battle ass for DVD. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, had to, I had to say that one because that was funny. <laughs> no, that is funny. And I know it was a mistake, but I don't care. We're going to call them battle asses from now. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, Juno officially immortalized in the chatter oh, day. Dude, <laughs> Juno has been immortalized. She is she is just like immortal. I would not be where I'm at today without Juno. So shout out to her. Um, she's really just been a huge supporter of mine. A huge just like everything. So I really appreciate her and everything she's done and given us the term battle ass because uh, man, there's another classic. Just a classic. <laughs> oh, thanks so oh, much. Geez. So anyways, uh, I think this is where we need to kind of wrap it up for the day. Uh, we're kind of at a good stopping point here. Uh, I do want to thank WolfX for being here. Uh, I want to thank all of you that, for watching this week's episode of Chatter Day. Thanks to our guest, WolfX Live. Uh, what's your schedule looking like right now, my guy? Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 2, and awesome. then occasionally in the evenings as well. Okay, perfect. Uh, if you missed some of this episode, you can find it on YouTube. Just search Dave underscore Loudon. If you don't have time to watch it on video, that's just fine. Type Chatterday into Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud. Um, and let me tell you what, either way is a great option to listen. Uh, so make sure you like and subscribe wherever you're at. And I hope you all have an awesome rest of your day. Thanks for watching, guys. See you next. Are you in the podcast with the lightsaber? Yeah, go for it. Let's see it. Ooh. Is it By the real? Way, I don't remember what was the last time. I wish it was real. Was I married the last time we were on this? Or no. was I getting I think you were getting married. 
That's right, guys. I am officially married now. We hey. went to Disney for our honeymoon. Nice. And I went to Galaxy's Edge. How was and it? I got Ooh. Uh, like, Did you? I hear there's something about a black crystal. Okay, so that is actually a really cool um, thing about the black crystal. So. The Black Crystal is a random chance to get it when you go purchase extra uh, Kaiba crystal crystals from the lightsaber store. Okay. Um, it only comes in the red crystal containers. Okay. But it's a random chance. Wow. Yeah. What's the random drop? Do you know the drop rate on that I, stuff? <laughs> no. It's, it's not like a game where it's an algorithm. Yeah. It's literally just like they put a couple in and they throw them up on the shelves and wow. you gotta get lucky. Wow. How much are so, the Kaiba crystals? 10 bucks a piece 10 or 15 bucks a piece oh that's that's it could be worse you know what i mean yeah yeah so. but i mean the black kyber crystal like it's just black like when you put yeah. it in your lightsaber it's just red okay so it's not like another color it's just literally just a red kyber crystal it's just it's black when oh you that's look cool at it. that's really cool so, dude i'm i'm in that little card that tells you like you're lucky you got one of the black kyber crystals or something it's got a yeah. little blur a little card when yeah. you get it so. dude that's awesome that's 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 hella cool. I'm totally. I I wanna I wanna go check out Galaxy Edges. I'm really excited. I really want to stay in that hotel. That's like a cruise basically, but you stay in one spot and pretend like you fly through space. You know what I mean? So next Wednesday, I have a uh, interview with another job, and this job's down in Orlando. Oh. So once my wife and I, because like I can sell my house for a major profit, and we can be debt free moving to Orlando. Wow. Oh, yeah, yeah, huge, huge thing, and. I figured, like, if that happens and we can move down to Orlando with this job, like, we already have annual passes to Universal. And yeah. I'm sitting here going, annual passes to Disney? Yeah. <laughs> because every Saturday morning, I'll do an IRL stream at Galaxy's Edge. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'll Let's go. With the Millennium Falcon in the background drinking a blue milk, like, oh every Saturday morning, just doing I an IRL stream. <laughs> I love it. 100%. Well, Wolf, I want to thank you for being here, and uh, we'll catch you all on the next stream, whether it is Chatterday or Small Streamers Pod. We'll find out. Will I rebrand it by the next time it comes around? I don't know. We're on kind of a two-week interval right now. Um, I'm kind of digging that interval, but we'll see if we switch it back to every week. I, I don't know yet. So uh, next weekend, I will not have a podcast. I'm going to Seattle because I got to go find a car and buy it. Um I don't know what I'm going to buy yet, but I'm buying myself a new car because I deserve it. And yeah, so next weekend there will be no Chatterday. So catch us two weeks from now. Next Saturday, we will have a new guest on. And by then, it might actually be Small Streamers Pod. So um, thanks so much, everyone. Have a great rest of your Chatterday. And catch you next time. Bye. See y'all.